Hey friends, buckle up for a new episode of the Seller's Journey Podcast with Uvaro CEO, Joseph Fung. In this episode, we sat down with Jake Maisonette. With over a decade of experience in the hospitality industry, Jake came to Uvaro with tons of soft skills built up over the years of speaking with customers. Like many, COVID forced him to find a different use for this skill set. Already a few promotions into his tech sales career, learned how his past experience enabled him to do it. Enjoy! Jake, my man, thank you so much for joining us today. I can't wait for this chat. Joseph, so good to see you again, man. It really is. Just seeing you with your background there is definitely bringing me back to the Uvaro days for sure. <laughs> Got to keep it. Stay on brand. It's all good. Yeah, man. It looks great. <laughs> so you have had such a wicked fun journey, and I know we're going to kind of bounce around all over the place, but just to anchor our listeners, can let us know what's your role, what company you're at, and just like the one-sentence version, what do they do? Yeah, for sure. So I am an account executive at Help Scout. Uh, Help Scout is an all-in-one customer communication tool designed to help scaling companies with optimal team collaboration on customer support and managing email at scale. So essentially, we provide an email-based uh, customer support platform, knowledge-based tool, uh, and an embedded search and contact widget for service professionals. I, I love how that just drips off your tongue and you're so comfortable with it. And you've only kind been there for be. how long? Two weeks. How long? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Two weeks. So it's fresh in the head. That's why, yeah. <laughs> There you go. There you go. Uh, you, you must have had some really good training. Uh, we'll, we'll go with that. <laughs> so far, so good. Yeah. But I mean, you weren't always, you know, dropping universal communication and support platforms. Let's let's rewind the clock to even before we met at Uvaro. Um, you had a role in food. You had many roles in food and beverage. Uh, can, you, can you help our, our listeners just tune in? What was what was that like kind of working in food and beverage? How would you describe it? Yeah. So I I grew up in Banff. Um, for your listeners who might not be familiar with Banff, it's a, a very small but very busy tourist community. So really the main career path there is hospitality. So yeah, like you said, that's really where I got my start. I have over 10 years of experience working in both restaurants and bars there. Um, you know, it's, it's great. It, it is a great line of work, but ultimately, you know, by the end of it, I was feeling quite burnt out. I mean, I was working at a bar until 4 a.m. And then I was working at a restaurant the day, the morning after, and then I'd be back at working at the bar the night after that. And, um, you know, it's great because those lines of work, they allow you a lot of freedom and flexibility to travel during the slow season and work your ass off during the busy season. Um, but ultimately I just started craving a career with, you know, a lot more room for growth, I think. So working, those long hours, uh, I imagine you see see all types. Uh, I got to ask, did you ever develop a favorite drink to make? Uh, I've got favorite drinks to drink, but what's it like on the making side of things? Honestly, I've worked in, so I've worked in like high volume, like nightclubs where the quickest things are the best. I've also worked in cocktail lounges <laughs> where some drinks have 15 ingredients and you get 15 of those that come in at the same time and you are set back oh. for... A long time. So for myself, for making them, I keep it simple. I like scotch and I like that I can just pour it into a glass and that's about it. <laughs> I, I love the coincidence because my favorite drink to drink is definitely a good single malt scotch and I'm going to go for that every time. So perfect. Good. Nice. Nice. Now, I remember something when we first you know, spoke, you talked a little bit about your your weekends would be different than the regular work week. Can you 
can you just help us like understand for you what was your weekend while you were working at bars and restaurants? The weekend for me was always the busiest time. I mean, mm-hmm. weekends were from 10 a.m. until 4 a.m. You were at you know both jobs, and it was like no time to breathe. And you know, my wife and I still talk about it. Bed lying in bed never feels as good as it does than on like a Sunday after work because Monday was our weekend day. So I mean from wow. Friday through Sunday it's just all hands on and then Monday was Monday was the day off, but it's tough because you know you want to spend time doing things on your day off, but your body's so used to working those crazy hours that even on your days off, I mean you're waking up halfway through the day and um yeah, it's crazy. That sounds both mentally and physically exhausting. Yeah. Um, so you spoke a little bit about craving something different. Uh, if you can kind of roll your, your mental clock back and just think about what you were experiencing then, um, when you were looking for something different, what were the characteristics of, of what you were looking for? How did you think about searching? What were you wanting? Or was there anything you just didn't want? Yeah. So I think like, because I was in hospitality for so long, I was one, I was craving something with a lot more room for growth, but also something that was uh, a little more challenging. You know, I, I felt like I wasn't being challenged, you know, career wise uh, for, for a long time there. So I was really racking my brain trying to think like what kind of industries, you know, I can get into. Another thing that was really, really, really cool to me was remote work. I love the idea of not being tied down to a single location, being able to travel and work if possible. Um, but I wanted to be able to leverage the skills that I felt like I'd picked up in 10 years of hospitality and put them towards, you know, a new career path. Um, and that's kind of naturally where I came with up with, you know, sales. There's a lot of similarities between hospitality and sales, right? There's customer satisfaction, conversation, relationship building, problem solving, but also a lot of transferable skills as well. Like, you know, the ability to remain calm in a high stress environment, uh, multitasking, resiliency. I mean, the list goes on and on. So when I kind of was able to figure that that I think was best suited to, you know, a role in sales that just kind of naturally, naturally happened. I love that. You, you spoke with so much clarity there about like all these skills you thought of as being transferable. Um, I got to ask. At the time, were there any skills you thought were transferable that didn't end up providing as much value? That's a really good question, but a tough one. Honestly, like I, I, I can't say it enough that like I, I really do attribute a lot of the success that I've seen in my mm-hmm. career in sales to a lot of the foundational skills that I've picked up in hospitality. Honestly, I think everybody at some point in their life should work in hospitality it is just so foundational and so good. So I can't think of honestly anything, you know, I can't think of anything like that. I really can't. Well, then let's go the the opposite side too. I mean, you listed some fantastic skills like working under high stress, the resiliency, the grit. And I mean, as a, as a sales leader, as someone who's hired a ton of salespeople, I agree with all of those, you know, all super, super helpful. You've had a couple of roles. You know, so you've gone through this change, you've gone through a couple of roles. Looking back at it now, is there any of those that you'd point to as significantly more powerful than the others? Like, did you ever feel like one of these gave you superpowers? Yeah, I, I think honestly, just the ability to converse with different people is is something that comes so naturally from working, you know, 
behind a bar or in a restaurant. That's the name of the game. I mean, all we're doing at the end of the day is conversing with with people and, and making sure they're happy. And so I think it's just such a natural transition. I, I love that. It's such a natural transition. Uh, at the same time, though, you described to me this wonderful picture of like this busy bar on a on a Friday Saturday night and like people coming in and wearing fifteen drinks each with fifteen ingredients and and I can't imagine something more different than like working remotely from a tech company. I'd love to hear at the time when you thought about the tech industry, you know what ideas, uh, what concepts did you have? What did you think about tech at that time? Yeah, so I mean tech. Tech I always saw of as just like this new, exciting, expanding industry, right? And sales specifically, like because I saw the transferable skills, I never really had this negative stigma that I think a lot of people have with sales that aren't in the industry, right? I mean, mm. there's such that that common thing where people think that salespeople can be so pushy, but it's you know not the case at all in reality. I mean, it's so consultative and just you know, so I'd say like with tech, yeah, it's definitely, you know, I, I saw that excitement, that growth, but with sales, I think it was even more uh, consultative and, you know, problem solving and helping than I even, you know, thought. So that was a nice surprise. So if we keep the clock rolling forward, you're, you're moving kind of from, you know, restaurants, hospitality bars, and you start off with this 12 week tech sales program. Uh, can you help us understand what were the first couple of weeks like? What were you feeling? What were you thinking? Yeah, I, I was, I was, uh, I mentioned before that I was craving challenge and mm -hmm. like, I was like, oh my God, what have I done? This is more than <laughs> I thought, but not in a bad way, right? Like, I mean, it's not like it's overwhelming. Any change is overwhelming, but it's like, it was just, it was so much at once that um, it was great. It really was. I mean, I was pulled out of my comfort zone on so many occasions. And I mean that in the best way possible. That's something that I take with me to this day, right? Like I was so comfortable doing the same role in hospitality for so long that I felt, I forgot what it was like to be pulled out of your comfort zone, but I've just learned that some of the best learning and experiences have been in those situations. So it's something that I, I try to put myself in now, but the first feeling at Uvaro was that 100%. So you're being pulled out of your comfort zone. Um, and I can only imagine your comfort zone is, you know, behind a bar, speaking to a multitude of people, juggling a million different drinks. Uh, for folks who have never been in an online course, could you just kind of paint a picture for their mind's eye? Like, where were you participating from? Were you using your computer or your laptop? What were you doing? Like, just what did that look like for you in your own situation as you participate in the course? Yeah, so it had me just, you know, finding a good space, if possible, to just sit down at my computer and and uh, and work away. And, and it was it was great. Honestly, it's a great intro to what it's like if you're going to be working at a remote company as well, because um, a lot of the meetings you have are going to be, you know, virtually. And it was something that I had never really done prior to Uvaro, you know, outside of like maybe a couple of Zoom meetings with family members. So. It was, uh, it's a lot of that and it's a lot of that and it come, it starts to come very naturally, which is great because as soon as you get into the role, it's, uh, it just feels comfortable. And in those sessions, um, you had a, uh, you had a really tight cohort you know, your group was really intimate, you know, really, you know, kind of connected together. Um, uh, you know, what words would you use to describe them and, and what do you think you took away from the group you worked with? 
Yeah, I mean, like, it was crazy. They were all so smart and from such different backgrounds that it pushed me and motivated me, like, so, so, so much. I constantly felt like I was not the smartest person in the room by a long shot. And it made me really, really want to work my ass off. I mean, everyone was so supportive, so kind, but it was so uh, motivating and driving for me to succeed because I felt like everyone was just so damn good. I mean, you say that, but you also set the bar high for all the success you had in your job outreach. I mean, I remember all the successes you had as soon as you started, your use of video was incredible. can you share a bit more? What were you thinking of and what was your plan of attack as you got into the job search in that cycle? For the job search, I mean, I before Uvaro, I had applied for, I can't even tell you how many SDR BDR roles. And, and it's it's so difficult because the it, they're entry-level roles in tech sales, but there's this catch-22 where you need to have experience in order to get experience or get these entry-level roles in a lot of cases. Um, and that's partly the case, but I think... People can still have success as long as they know the right plan of attack. And I've never in the past, you know, applied for jobs this way. For me in hospitality, I had walked into a physical place with my resume, shook the hand of a person, passed the resume off. And I actually did that with a tech company before Uvaro. I took the metro across the city, went into their office. I was like, hello, I'd like to meet so-and-so. And And they're like, no, our sales team's out of office and nobody's here. I was like... (laughs) Oh, okay. This isn't really how this works, right? And so, I mean, I look my the way I I go about applying to jobs and interviewing radically changed uh, throughout the Uvaro course. Thinking about that job search, uh, I mean, you landed uh, a full time role uh, at a, a you know great company, uh, you know, on call health. Uh, can you share a little bit? For a lot of people, their first role as an SDR, it feels like they're just they're starting from scratch, and you used that word earlier, overwhelming. Um, I'd love to hear in for your own experience, what was that like starting at OnCall Health? Yeah, it was, I mean, honestly, like once you get through the Uvaro program, you feel like you can hit the ground running. I mean, we're, we cover all of this in such detail throughout the course. And, and it's all these things that I mentioned feel overwhelming. You know, that feeling falls away as you go through and it's obviously replaced by other feelings, but by the time the course is over and you're in a role, like I was just so hungry to start and apply everything that I had learned. So I was so, so, so excited and just so ready to apply everything. So think about that role. Now that you're as a BDR at Oncal Health, so like at that point in time, you've got a full weekend now, Saturday and Sundays. So kind of comparing your 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 lifestyle, your weekly schedule at the time there, you know, is there anything significant that changed in that? Just how did that feel being on that different schedule now? It's night and day, honestly, like when you're in these, you know, hospitality where you're surrounded by people in these crazy overstimulated environments for long hours. I mean, on your days off, you want to turn the lights off, shut and lock the doors and just, you know, be quiet and watch movies and decompress. And I find that like working a job like this now just makes me appreciate going out and being amongst people and just, you know, doing things so much more. I I don't feel like I need to take that time off and just recharge everything. I feel like, you know, on my days off, I can use them to actually do things. It's fantastic. Nice. Uh, when you, when you go out now, do you hit the the same bars that you worked at before or different ones now? So I live in Montreal now, so I don't, uh, I don't 
visit the same bars that I used to work at, but when I'm in Banff, I certainly do. And there is definitely some nostalgia there for sure. Um, but not enough that when I'm sitting there to be like, we should switch places. Definitely not enough. It's, <laughs> it's, I enjoy life on the other side of the wood much better. It, the burning question, when you order a drink, do you order the scotch or the cocktail with 15 ingredients? Oh, it's the scotch, man. It's the scotch. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's keep this ball rolling. You're, you're at this roll, you're hitting the ground running, you're digging into it. Um, and you identify, you want to take that step up, you know, now it's not just switching industry. You're in this new role. You're in this new industry. How do you get to that next level? When you were thinking about going from BDR to AE, um, actually, first off, for the folks who are listening in, they may not even know what these terms are. So could you help out when you think about that difference, BDR, or AE, how do you highlight the difference? Yeah. So if you're talking about like a BDR or an SDR to company, they're going to be um, the first interactions that the future customers of that company will have with them. They're, they're responsible for, you know, if it's an outbound role, that's going out and finding these opportunities for the company. If it's an inbound, it means these companies are coming to you and you're going to be that first point of contact to them. You're going to do a lot of the initial discovery questions. You're going to do a lot of the fact finding, discover what pain points they're experiencing uh, and try and book them in for that product demo. And that's where you'll pass it off to the AE or the account executive who are going to take all of those notes that the BDR, the SDR took um, and really help solve for those pains by, you know, implementing the solution that we sell or the product and ultimately close them at the end of the day as well. And when you were getting ready to, to make that shift, you're, you're prepping yourself to make that jump, to begin the search. What did that preparation look like? And how did you get yourself ready for that process? Yeah, I think, you know, I, I think it, it's important to also say that like, you know, the SDR BDR role can be a great entry level role for somebody that wants to, that might not even want to continue in sales. Like you can, it's such a great entry level role at the company that you can go into marketing, you can go into account management, you can go into all these other, but the AE role is really that natural progression. So if you do, you know, really enjoy being in sales, which I do, it does feel like it's that natural progression to, uh, to move into it. And, and at on-call, it was great because all of these demos that I was booking, I was shadowing them as well. So I was able to really um, get a get a sense of what that next step process would look like and then start taking those, uh, you know, some of those demos myself. So it was really a natural progression there um, just because I really was passionate about staying within the sales field. I love how you're, uh, you're talking about kind of building those, building those muscles and those skills, you know, even while you're in the job. Um, the, the job search process always includes, you know, interviews with a lot of questions. Uh, what questions did you encounter when you were interviewing for your AE roles? Yeah. Oh man, that's a very good question. I mean, they can range. I think, I think it's good to, in terms of interviewing, like I can't even tell you how many interviews I've had. It's great, but it's such a skill it really is and something that Uvaro also helped with. I mean, I look back at the interviews before I was in Uvaro, like I was saying, I went through so many interviews <laughs> and I was like, why didn't I get that? I feel like I was qualified. I mean, it is so much a skill, but I think it's like being able to prepare yourself for, you know, not hard pre preparation where you, you only have a certain amount of answers, right? There needs to be some fluidity or it needs to be kind of organic. So being able just to tie everything back to your experience, how your experience can help them, um, and just, you know, be curious. It's as, when you're in an interview, it's as much as you interviewing them as them interviewing you, right? At the end of the day, it's 
we both, everybody wants, you know, you to be happy in the role and them to be happy with you. So uh, I love the way you spoke about that because you've got this great journey where you're, you characterized your move from, uh, you know, food and beverage into tech and, and you're really thoughtful about transferable skills, about, you know, learning what it takes to do the job, you know, picking a role where you can hit the ground running. Um, so when you're doing that move now from BDR to account executive and you're interviewing companies trying to pick the right one, what were the factors that you considered? Like, what were you aiming for as you were out picking and asking questions at companies? Yeah, for sure. I mean, me personally, I was, when I was thinking about making a move, I wanted, you know, I wasn't just looking for like a stepping stone, you know, like I, I was really wanting to, the interview process can be long at these companies, right? And, and they can be, you know, they can take a lot of your time. And I was really just wanting to put down roots, grow within a company. So for me, it was really important to, to determine as best as I could beforehand if it was somewhere that I was going to see myself happy at for, you know, the foreseeable future. So, you know, ways in which they support, support their employees remotely, um, you know, Help Scout, for example, they're a remote first company, right? Our infrastructure is incredible. I'm, I'm constantly blown away by how amazingly they're set up for remote work. Um, but just also how people, yeah, support each other uh, in terms of career progression. Um, there's just, you know, I, I would urge anybody looking to, you know, make a move to try and remove, you know, the, the initial things that come to mind, like, you know, money and stuff as much as possible and really think about what the core things that are going to keep you at a company, keep you happy at a company are going to be at um, because it's just, it's so important. That's such a wonderful testament to to help scouts process and culture and workspace. That's a that's great to hear. Congrats! I'm super happy for you, Jake. Thanks. Um, thinking about that, you know, setting people up for success and for growth. You've had this you know, kind of wicked journey. You've gone through, you know, the viral program, the residency, you've had your first role, your next. Um, kind of selfishly speaking, you know, looking for some you know some feedback, some thought as you advance in your sales career. What can we do? What can Uvaro do to help support you? And it's tough because I had such, such a, a positive experience with you guys. And like, I think something that you guys can continue to just keep doing just is your community that you guys have created is insane. I mean, it's so supportive, so helpful. Like anybody reaching out to the Uvaro community, there's always somebody that's willing to help or ask for help if they need it. Always. I mean, it's just a good sounding board for ideas you know, for help, for whether it be job search, help within the role, anything like that. I mean, the Uvaro community is just an invaluable resource that, that's there. So thinking about that, let's let's kind of put that community to the test. Uh, if, if you are here speaking not to me, but to somebody who is in that first week of the program and they're having that same worry, that same anxiety, oh my goodness, this is overwhelming. What advice would you have for that person about the program or about their career? You know, how would you help them? It's an easy question because I've had these conversations multiple times with people. I've actually had a lot of people reach out and ask me about my experience in the course before making the leap or, you know, I've, I've actually referred a couple of friends that have uh, gone through the program that have loved it. And so I have had these conversations and it's great, right? And I think, you know, initially it, it is that, you know, home, what's what's happening? There's so much coming at me, right? But I think it's just important to know that with everything, it gets easier and you get your feet underneath you and it just opens so many doors and it just becomes, you know, it's just, it's so exciting. So just stick with it. 
allow yourself to be dragged out of your comfort zone because that's really where the growth happens. And uh, yeah. This is awesome. That's great advice. And this has been such a wonderful journey. I know we said we wouldn't keep you too long. So I've only got one last question before we wrap up. Uh, this would not be a sales podcast if there was an opportunity to pitch. Uh, at the beginning, you shared what Help Scout does, but you know, let our audience know who would be a great customer for Help Scout. So if it's their company or someone they know, you know, what would be a good lead for you? <laughs> so any uh, growing company looking to you know help their customer support for growing businesses come to us. I mean, we are such an easy to use friendly platform that if you you know care about the interactions between your customers and and your employees come to us because you know it's not like we create tickets it's all human interactions so uh, we're an easy to use platform for growing companies love it jake thanks so much for your time and for sharing your insights this has been such a great catch-up likewise joseph seriously thanks so much for having me and uh, look forward to chatting with you again soon definitely take care chat soon that's it for this episode of the Seller's Journey Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Subscribe for more episodes, connect with us on LinkedIn, and join the movement towards finding career success today.